Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I did post it, and you can tell me if this speaks to you. I've entitled this message, Called to Collect. So I don't know, um, what's the, the largest debt that you've ever owned or maybe you currently own today? You don't have to say what it is, but think about it. Because money and debt, um, we know if we let it, can cause division. It can cause division even in the household, right? Cause division in, in the workplace. It even become distracting towards your godly directive, especially when it threatens to come between the well-being of those that are closest to us. We, we know the scripture says that it doesn't say that, that money is the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil, right? And, it's, and so when we have... Um, and in the wrong place and the wrong priority, we miss its purpose. So um, for those of us that have children, we know that we would, we would die for them. Even those of us that don't have children, but our families that are close to us, we would give up our life for these little ones. And we would do almost anything, especially um, when it involves their freedom. Show of hands. Would you agree with me, all the men in the house? Yeah. So the last thing that we want is for our children to have to pay our debt. So with or without kids, we have a responsibility as men to provide and meet the needs of our church, the families in our church, and in our community. And God's gift to us is generosity, right? And we are blessed to be a blessing. And trust me, I believe in all my heart that miracles are in motion for us today. You know, something already has begun. We're already witnessing it, and that's why we need to celebrate it. We need to celebrate all these families that are getting fed and taken care of and how God goes exceedingly above and beyond all we can hope, imagine, or dream of if we are open, if we come with open arms, open hearts, and a willingness for him to do above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or dream of because the rest of the verse says, according to the power within, right? So we know as a man thinks in his heart, so he is or so he becomes, and we don't want to put a lid on the liberties and the the blessings that God has for us and for others. So we're going to go into God's word today, and I know that you you are here, you are ready to receive. If you are, say, I am. Awesome. And we're going to continue to be poured into as we pour out in this Christmas season. So so let's start with that um, verse 3. Let's, I'm, I'm going to jump right into verse 3. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. And don't ask for just a few. Let's just park on that a little bit. Uh, the first point I have for you is the, that we are called to collect. It's also our title, but it's our first point. We are called to collect. What have you been called to collect? If we are to reach our objective that the Lord has for us, we must be obedient. Elisha was quite clear on his instructions. Before he had even instructed, uh, he asked, what do you want? Man, this is the second time we're hearing this. We heard about this last week, right? The blind man, what do you want? Jesus asked them, what do you want? We want to be able to see, right? He knows what they want. We need to speak it. There is power in the tongue. What is it that you want? And number two, what do you have? What do you want? What do you have? Too many times we focus on what we don't have and we miss what we already have. That includes what we have in the house and those closest to us, okay? 
Your ability to prosper isn't just based on what you can provide, but on your proximity to people. Come on. That should be in your notes. Your proximity to people. I believe that everything we need to get started is already in the house. It's in the house of the Lord. It's in your house. But if you want to grow, you got to be willing to go. Come on. If you want to grow, faith without works is dead. We don't know how many neighbors she had, but the scripture tells us that she was supposed to go to all her neighbors, not just some of them, not just the ones that she liked. And I would think there were a few nosy neighbors that she didn't want to ask. You could probably think of some in your neighborhood that you'd probably would like to avoid if you didn't have to go ask humbly for something in your neighborhood, right? At least one or two. But she specifically, Elisha said, ask all your neighbors. Just like God is calling us to go and collect all, not just a few. Second Peter 3 verse 9, the Lord is not slow to keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Thank you, Jesus. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We are called to collect all. Mark 16, 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to who? Everyone. Everyone. Let's go to uh, verse four of 2 Kings, verse four. It says, then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put one aside. Number two, Let's talk about things to shut out. I just, I just is the one, let's talk about shout out doubt, okay? That's the first one I want to talk about. Before you could take care of your debt, you need to take care of your doubt. Come on, that's got to speak to someone this morning. Before you could take care of the debt, you got to take care of the doubt. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is, so he becomes. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Where your treasure is, your heart is also. You got to get the doubt out. You know, you might be like the father whose son was uh, throwing himself into the fire and, and was possessed by these other spirits. And then the disciples themselves couldn't heal the young boy. And then, and, and, then, and, then, and then the father goes to Jesus because the disciples can't, right? And he says, all things are possible to him who believes if you believe. And then the father says, what? Help me with my unbelief. Help me, Lord, with my unbelief. Shut the door and get the doubt out. I don't know what that looks like for you in this season, but we're called to a next level of generosity, man. You're seeing it already. God is showing it through the evidence of this church. He's like, if you would just be open vessels and be open for me to pour in, watch what I pour out, you won't be able to contain it. Malachi 3, 8 to 10, right? So, and here's the thing. When you shut the doubt out, you need to leave your mistakes at the door and invite your miracle in. Leave your mistakes at the door, invite the miracle in. Notice who couldn't get in. Everyone outside the family. No bill collectors, no naysayers, no um, negative objectors. When the empty vessels came in, or when the empty vessels come into this church, we shut the enemy out. Okay? Okay? 
We know people come with problems. Otherwise, we wouldn't need God and we wouldn't need the church. And that is why we pray that God's anointed oil would cover over us and cover over this house so that nothing will stick. We pray that anything that is not of God drops dead at the threshold of this church and will not be allowed to enter in. This is your temple, men. You need to pray the same thing, that it drops dead and will not be able to enter in or enter in. This is a house of healing and this is a house of prayer. And we exchange our doubt for devotion and discipleship. That's a good one to write down. It's not your notes. We exchange doubt for discipleship and devotion, for love, loyalty, enthusiasm for people and God's call for their lives. That is why we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. Why we capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Thank you. Going a little fast for me. Okay. Then let's look at verse 6. It says, when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, There's not one jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Here's the third point, men. Keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. The oil stops when we stop bringing in empty vessels. That's why we reach and we invite people into the church. The same goes for you. To prosper, you need people. It is in your benefit not just to believe, but to be. Not just to believe, but to be a vessel that is open and that is flowing to you and from you. The moment you stop pouring out, God can't pour in. We put a lid on God's ability to bless so that we can be a blessing. When we come to our Heavenly Father, we come open and ready to receive so that we might share in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, biblically, oil represents the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. Jesus was often referred to as the anointed one, using oil as a metaphor for the Holy Spirit being present and acting in and through Christ. Woo! You feel that? (laughs) Did you know, this is really cool. I had to look it up, make sure it was true. But did you know that sheep were often and still are, they're troubled by insects, right? And they buzz around their heads and they try to lay eggs in in the moist parts of their uh, membranes and the animal's nose, ears, and eyes. So you know what a shepherd does? A shepherd takes oil and rubs oil all over the head of the sheep to keep the bugs away. So the shepherd keeps this oil and anoints its sheep, the shepherd being Jesus is the good shepherd, we being his sheep are anointed with his oil. Why? So that we might have sight to keep the flies out, to keep the bugs out, to keep the insects out. Isn't that beautiful? To keep the pests away. In Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Say nothing. 
you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Keep it flowing, man. Turn to someone and say, keep it flowing. There we go. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is what? That's right. The greatest debt to be paid was sin. And we must ask for forgiveness. And our heavenly father knew that that debt was something that we couldn't pay the price for. We must be open to receive and be willing to share with those that are empty. For the sake of souls, men, we are called to collect. We are called to shut the doubt out and to keep the oil flowing. A lamp cannot burn without oil. No one lights a lamp and then puts it on a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Matthew 5, 15. Would you guys stand with me? The takeaway is simply this. Be open to receive. Oh, it's, it's, it might be easy to say. It's not easy to do. Be open to receive. And key is ready to pour out. Open to receive. Ready to pour out. Say it with me. Open to receive, ready to pour out. And um, I did memory verse cards for you this week because I felt this passionate about it, that we should have it, that we should take it with us, and we should memorize it. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 10 of the Passion Translation that we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's, not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. We continually, to sh- we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. Thank you, Jesus, for your word today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointed oil on us. Lord, we pray for just a a refreshing, that we would open up right now as vessels, Father God. Uh, I'm just gonna get someone to go up and play guitar right now. Ethan or, oh, thanks, James. I just sense there's, there's, God's doing something right here. Lord Jesus, I ask now, I ask for every man. They know what they've had in this vessel that they, that they need to let go of. They know what they've let in uh, into your house, Lord, that they need to shut out. And we shut, shut out the, the doubt. We shut out a poverty mentality. We shut out that there's not enough to go around or that we only need to gather and collect for ourselves. We shut that out and we sow like never before. Lord, we sow like never before. And like Paul said, uh, the church in, I believe it was in Macedonia, that gave what they had, and then they gave beyond what they had. And you bless them upon blessing upon blessing. Lord, that that church was an example to the larger church in, in Corinthians. The church that, that was so blessed that forgot where the blessing came from. Lord Jesus, may we never be like that church. May we be like the Macedonian church, always giving, 
not even having to be asked, but asking, how can we give? We want to be a part of your generosity. We want to be your hands and your feet. We want to be carriers of the blessing and carriers of the gospel. We want to be those feet. Lord Jesus, open our eyes. Open our hearts. Open our hands. Lord, we are so thankful. We thank you in advance. Our part to play, not what we can get, but what we get to give. It's all yours. But how we get to represent, how we get to be the carriers. Lord, thank you. Thank you that blessings will chase these men. Every day, they will see a way that they are being blessed and someone else that they can bless. Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.